the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Good to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm Dave Congleton. We're getting ready for County Supervisor Dawn Ortiz Lake. She will uh, join us during the five o'clock hour. Plenty of things to talk about with the supervisor. We'll certainly welcome your phone calls. This segment, always good to check in with Joe Brittingham from the Brittingham Financial Group to find out how things are going out there in the real world. Mr. Brittingham, good afternoon. Hello, Dave Congleton. How, how are, are you sir? today? We're good, sir. How are you? Excellent. Let's, Excellent. Um, let's begin with a disclaimer, please. We don't want to get yes. you in any trouble. No problem. Thanks for having me on your show, Dave. I always enjoy coming and talking with you and your audience. And I share with you the research and the opinions that I have. I do work through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC, where securities are, clear, are, are cleared. I do get research from them, but the opinions I share are those of my own. Fair enough. Uh, we always start by asking you how things went on Wall Street today. What's the report? Yeah, you know, technology was, was very strong today. It was kind of a mixed market. The Dow was a little bit soft, but tech was up. Um, real, real strong moves there in technology kind of across the board. Um, so year-to-date, you know, we're off to a positive start. The Dow is up a fraction of a percent. The S&P is up 2%. The Nasdaq's up to over 3%. So a nice opening for January so far. And how did how did we end? Because we haven't talked this year. How did we end 2023? Well, 23 was a strong year. I mean, after 2022, which was bear market-type territory, uh, 23, with the exception of the summertime, which slowed down, turned out to be a real strong year. And so the momentum is carrying into into this year so far. So there's some positive signals out there that are encouraging for investors as well. And are you hearing that from your clients? What, 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 what are you hearing from them? What, how are they I'm, feeling right now? I'm certainly noticing, you know, an appetite for more equity type of growth. There's just so much money on the sidelines right now in CDs and cash because, you know, the interest rates had, had run up. So if people are getting... 5% or something close to that to just kind of sit sit it out. Or, you know, I imagine that by now it's starting to get attractive with the idea of those rates coming down in the future. Um, with, with inflation coming down, the markets are going to have a more attractive opportunity. So we're starting to see some of that money moving into the markets. And you can generally get the sentiment from the clients, you know, of course, there's a lot of headlines out there. There's lots of things going on around the world that cause concerns. It's an election year. So there's all kinds of things we could pick that would cause some anxiety for investors. But the fundamental economic um, principles seem to be in favor here, looking looking fairly constructive. Yeah. And we always avoid politics when we talk with Joe Brittingham, but mm-hmm. by just looking at the situation, we've avoided recession so far, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we seem to be off to a promising economic start this year. 
So far, so good. And inflation is cooling. It's been coming down. Uh, the difference here, I mean, our next Fed meeting, Dave, is the end of the month in Washington, January 30th and 31st, where we will all be waiting to see what the Fed announces. That's next in week. In terms of what they're planning to do. Yeah. What do you expect? I don't expect them to take a strong change in position from where they are right now. They've essentially went from a hawkish or tighter policy to a more neutral position right now. I expect to see a little bit of the same. The difference between this coming rate cycle where we start to see interest rates coming down and and previous cycles is normally they're bringing rates down or, or often they're bringing rates down during an economic contraction, a recession, and so it's a different type of sense of urgency when they do that. They can be patient here because there's no real looming recession that that appears to be in play. I mean, our, our, our employment numbers are strong. We're at, we're at record low unemployment. Um, inflation is cooling. Strong uh, consumer reports. I mean, the, the consumer strength is, is really, really strong, and lots of positive indicators that set up a nice bullish uh, expectation out of the markets here. But is it possible that the Fed might raise interest rates, Joe? <laughs> Great question. Um, I think that if it came down to where they saw inflation picking up and they were concerned about it, I would expect them to to do that again because I don't think that they want to, to have the situation where we saw in the 70s with Paul Volcker where they eased too soon and then inflation kept, you know, got back into the market and then they had to really aggressively attack it in the 80s. And I, I know that that is something that they're trying to avoid. So it's a possibility, but it would have to be some really inflationary numbers that we saw that were going the other direction. Um, I, I don't see that happening, but I certainly don't expect that they're going to rush into lowering rates. This is a very important consideration on everybody's mind. You know, the real estate market's held up real well. Building is, uh, has been very, very strong. Building permits, which is a leading indicator for construction. And the expectation of builders is that rates are going to come down, which will help with refinancing and, and home purchases. And so that part of the market's really important as well. So I think it would be a really unusual circumstance we'd have to see to see any rates going up. But I do think that the comments we're going to hear at the end of January will still be, hey, we're leaving, you know, kind of all policy tools open. Sure, because obviously this is an election year, a lot of political Mm -hmm. rhetoric on both sides. But I mentioned earlier, we seem to have avoided recession up to this point. What does your crystal ball indicate, Joe, for this year? So, you know, obviously lots of things can happen that we can't predict. But all things being equal, I would be feeling constructive in the the markets, the equities market and the, the bond market. Um, I feel like there's a better atmosphere today in terms of having positive expectations there. Obviously, with an election, we're going to hear a lot of noise. There's a lot of headline risk. Um, The Fed is supposed to be neutral with regards to politics, but they're going to take flack regardless of what they do or don't do. If they start to lower rates, you know, the Republicans are going to criticize them for trying to make it easy money policy as we're heading to an election. If they tighten further, 
right? The Democrats wouldn't like that. Um, generally speaking, they've traditionally tried to like, you know, if you look at past cycles, they, they take a little bit of a, of a back away from, from changing policy as we're entering into the election cycle so as to not be perceived as, you know, favoring a party. But that doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do. Their job is to, you know, shepherd the economy through the, you know, the hills and valleys. Yeah. Of, of all the things you've talked about, is there one that stands out in terms of a positive indicator as to how things are going right now? Is there one thing you could point to and say, hey, look at this. This is what makes me feel confident right now. You know, the consumer spending continues to be very, very strong. Good. Um, the, the idea of seeing inflation coming back down, and, you know, I don't know, it's probably a little harder for us on the coast, considering, you know, that things are more expensive, but the the core PCE index, which is basically the preferred indicator for the Fed to determine what inflation is doing, it backs out food and energy, which are significant items, but that's their preferred measure, and what their goal is to get it down to 2%. So you have some people in the Fed that are that are saying, hey, it's you know, a little bit more of consensus that it, a rate cut could come in the first half, and then you're going to have others that say, no, it'll be the second half. Some economists are saying June. Um, it's a guessing game, and it's, it's really hard to know like exactly where conditions will be six months from now. So all they do is monitor these reports and they make their statements but they certainly are going to do what the what's needed for the economy they're not so much interested in the market they're interested in the economy and remind me how often the fed meets please well it's about eight times throughout the year it's not every single month but they spread them out um so you know the march meeting will be an important one and, you know, anybody could look it up, Fed meetings 24, and see the dates. Well, and they're significant dates because, you know, you see a lot of action in the markets before and after very frequently out of, out of investors kind of guessing, as, you know, anticipating what they're going to say or not say. So it's not uncommon to see big moves before the meeting and after the meeting. All right. We're in a big move with Joe Brittingham from the Brittingham Financial Group, whose website always is... BrittinghamFinancialGroup.com. Phone number, sir? 805-295-6555. We turn to Joe Brittingham to find out the very latest economic news. We'll come back and chat some more. I'm Dave Congleton. You're listening to Hometown Radio. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. We're in conversation with Joe Brittingham from the Brittingham Financial Group. We're talking about the economy. If you want in on the conversation, give us a call, 805-543-8830, or shoot us a text, and uh, we'll address it to Joe. Like this text, Joe, coming in on the Stolberg line. I love this economy. I made more money on my CDs in the past 12 months than I made on my pensions. You surprised to hear that? Well, it just depends on how the pensions are invested. But, yeah, I mean, the interest rates have have moved to where it's attractive for some investors to to have a much better interest rate. I mean, it's, it's just – we go back when I first started in this business going close to 30 years ago – Interests were interest rates were a little higher than they are now, 
And then we've seen a couple recessions in that time, so we've seen a lot of Fed policy action that has changed that. So for a lot of investors that are not looking for market risk, um, it's kind of nice. But, you know, when rates come down, all these things are going to be changing, too. So it's not a permanent circumstance. So when you join us from time to time, we always compare what's going on in the U.S. with other countries. Today, let's kind of compare the situation to China. What's the latest news there, Joe? Yeah, so, you know, China's had some slowing in their economy, some economic woes, and it seems to be intensifying a little bit. Um, they're propping up their markets with some, some stimulus, about $300 billion for stabilization. Um, and their central bank is the People's Bank of China. And similarly to the Federal Reserve, they have tools that they can use to massage the economy, you know, to either stimulate it and encourage activity or to tighten it. And one of the things that they tend to do that our banks tend not to do, our, our central bank doesn't, is change the reserve requirement ratio, which is the amount of money that needs to be on reserve for lending purposes. They frequently will turn the knob on that, and they're going to be, you know, lowering that to kind of help jumpstart a sluggish economy. But it's having some impact. I mean, many U.S. pension funds have eliminated Chinese shares from their platforms, moving more toward Indian uh, emerging markets. So some shifting there. But as a general rule, once the, the quantitative easing or once the, the central bank policies get built into the markets in the system, it, it tends to have some effect. So it would be interesting to see, you know, in the, in the quarters to come, how that influences China's economy. On the Stahlberg text line question, how does the current environment for interest rates affect different segments of the market, such as fixed income, small caps, et cetera? Well, um, bonds are going to be negative, negatively correlated with interest rates. Um, in other words, with rates where they are now, if rates do come down, that, generally speaking, would reflect well in the pricing of bonds. Um, so those, you know, may not perform as high as the market, but it's a different type of investment that has the potential to have some appreciation in a declining interest rate environment. Of course, credit quality matters too. Small caps are interest rate sensitive, um, and in recent months there's been some strength there, um, but it's, it's, it's arguable whether they're more attractive than large caps here. I mean, the large caps are considered safer, and there's a lot of companies that aren't profitable in the small cap in the small cap world, but if you look at the S&P 500, the, the PE of the S&P 500, which includes a lot of large companies, and then you, there's also an S&P 600, which has some small caps in it, the PE is much lower in that because they're just priced a little bit more attractively. So I think it's worth, worth at least having, you know, being aware of that part of the segment of the market um, because a lot of investors, uh, you know, want to diversify into other sectors. So what are, you, what are you going to be watching for this year, Joe? Uh, kind of take us inside your head as you watch the events of 2024 unfold and the different Fed meetings and looking at the di different trends. What are you looking for and what do you expect? Well, obviously the Fed is the number one, one, number one agency, body, whatever, to be looking at to understand what their policy is, where they're going with it, and, uh, you know, the – the trends that are going to influence that. But certainly, you know, I want to keep an eye on, on any of the large economies, but I still feel U.S. Is, is very well positioned and seems to be reflecting in the markets as we're hitting almost all-time highs across the board here. 
So, you know, I would, I would continue to just, con, you know, keep an eye on the quality of earnings, quality of companies, but Fed policy will have a, a tremendous effect on, on the short-term movements. Is this a stat true? Economic input, excuse me, economic output hit its highest level in seven months in January as inflation eased. Yeah, that's one of the real positive, you know, um, tailwinds that we're, that we're working with. We had a real strong finish to the year last year, and so far this year is opening up pretty nicely also. You know, and then, you know, we didn't mention anything like artificial intelligence this, this, this show, but that's, a, that's an important factor, too. Explain. You know, it's going to well, it's going to cut a lot of cost. It's going to have a tremendous impact on increasing the margins and profitability of many companies. And you're seeing a lot of those companies performing as their ex- earnings are going to be expected to improve as a result. So it's still very early, but, I mean, it's here, and there's a lot of investment headed that way. And it's certainly going to have uh, a positive impact for many companies in terms of their earnings. And yet... Um some high-tech companies, there was this in the news today, there's Google and another big one, uh, they've, they've announced layoffs. Some high-tech companies are laying off a lot of their employees. Yeah, you, you could see some of that. Um, those are just case-by-case situations. AI might have have some impact on that, too. But I see a lot of opportunity there. Do you think that's AI-related, Joe, these tech companies cutting back on jobs? I don't know. I don't know if it's that that point yet. Every, every company is going to try to just keep their margins as strong as they can. And if they have a lot of uh, redundancy, you know, they're going to make cuts. But it could. I, I don't know the answer to that. But. We're in conversation with Joe Brittingham, whose phone number is? 805-295-6555. Whose website is? BrittinghamFinancialGroup.com. Well, we have a couple of minutes left. Let's let's come back to um, the idea. Oh, someone's pointing out on the Stolberg text line. It was eBay. Thank you for reminding me. It was eBay that had the big layoffs. So eBay okay. and Google are both laying off workers. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, again, um, it's a management decision. So um, I don't know if it results from... Uh, from AI being put in or not, I imagine that with time that'll be a real a real issue. And so I have a feeling. Sure, I have yeah, a feeling we're going to be seeing more of these layoffs as AI continues to expand. It could be. Aren't you glad though? You can't have AI for economic advice, Joe. People need to come to you, you, know, you to know, get that expertise. <laughs> I, I think that there's a, a real a real opportunity here for people like myself. I mean, AI can be useful in terms of research and different things like that. But for the majority of people, when it comes to who they trust in terms of guidance and ongoing changes in the tax code and investment returns and balancing portfolios and state planning, there's there's such you know important elements that I, I think that it's going to be a relatively uh, insulated place here. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that. Well, let's give you a chance to put the spotlight on yourself as we start to wrap things up, Joe. I mean, we're talking about the economy has been improving over the last couple of years. There are some people that have more money, and maybe this is the time they search out somebody like Joe Brittingham. How do I know it's time to go to a financial advisor such as yourself? 
Well, there's an old saying that the best time to invest is when the money's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that what holds a lot of people back is that it can be intimidating and people get nervous. It creates knots in their stomach because they just, they you know, they're not familiar with the language or, you know, they feel like they just don't know what to ask. I mean, I think people are, uh, oftentimes are a little bit intimidated by the process. So I always encourage people to remember that, you know, we offer, uh, you know, complimentary consultation. Sometimes that's two or three consultations. You may not know right away, uh, you know, before people determine if there's a fit and, and I'm trying to determine the same thing. I'm not for everybody. I have, you know, my skill sets, and sometimes it's not a fit. But for people that, like, are willing to take the initiative, set up the meeting, do a review, I've never, I've never seen somebody sad that they did that. And sometimes it leads to a, a better result for them. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a great business. I, I love the field. I love the business. Every day is different. There's always something I'm learning, and there's just a tremendous amount that I can do to help people with understanding how to manage their money, how to plan for the future and their family, and uh, it's it's really not as – it's just not as intimidating as, as sometimes it feels. Question but coming. You have to have, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Well, you have to have somebody willing to just take you by the hand and, and kind of teach you some of the basics. and. If people are willing to do that, then it makes a lot more sense. They're a lot less afraid of it. I have a question on the Stolberg line. Listener wants to know if there's a minimum amount of money I need to invest to work with the Brittingham Financial Group. <clears throat> oh, I get that question all the time. Um, you know, I've been advised by many uh, people to have a hard minimum. I still just haven't been able to do it because I love what I do. And if somebody wants my help, I'll help them. Um, so... It's a great question, and that's another reason why sometimes people are maybe a little reluctant as they think there's this big minimum. It's, it's a case-by-case situation. I, w- I would love to have a high minimum, but I just feel like I'm here to serve, and if people want my help and, and I want to help them, I see no reason why we need to qualify people like that. Another good reason best, for Joe Brady. The best home. thing to do would be for them to call and have a chat. You what's, know? what's that phone number, Joe? Eight zero five two nine five six five five five. Website and that can be scheduled during the week sometime. Website. Brittinghamfinancialgroup.com. You gonna do your Valentine's Day thing again? Yes, sir. February fourteenth at the Madonna Inn, women's only uh, Valentine's Day event. I will be checking in with you before that to announce it. Uh, final thoughts, Mr. Brittingham. <laughs> well, I you know, so far this year, you, you know, shaping up to be uh, a good open. There's, there's generally a pretty high correlation between January and the and how the year goes. Uh, third and fourth years of election cycle tend to be the strongest. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, but more than anything, is investors ought to take the time to invest with building a, a trusted relationship with someone, so that they can get the guidance and the help that is going to help them, you know, lead to the results. I mean, you got to have some goals. We got to go. Thanks, Joe. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.